What is up, everybody? Happy first day of August. There is a super moon tonight. I am really excited about that. I have become very obsessed with the moon, very in tune with the moon, kind of going into all of the energy work that I've been doing within myself and things that I've been focusing on. And I just really love when the moon, uh, when the full moons come along because it's a good time for releasing anything that you no longer want for things that aren't serving you. It's a good time to manifest. It's a good time to just really focus on the positivity that you want to bring into your life. So I'm really excited that we're having a new full moon on the first day of the eighth month of this year. Um, I was in a really interesting mindset coming into the second half of 2023. And I just took a look back at my calendar to kind of just relive, you know, the different things that went on and things that I did over the course of July. And it was a lot of fun. And there was a lot of good that happened that month and a lot of great people I got to see, friends I got to spend time with. Um, So I'm really looking forward to what August is going to bring. And it just feels good. The second half of the year just has been feeling good. So I'm looking forward to all that is in store. Um, So I had a couple of things on the list that I wanted to talk about today. First of all, like many people in the greater Northern California area, I went to the Taylor Swift concert on Friday night. She was in the Bay Area for two nights in a row. I went to the first night. And I really think using the word concert for this is a little juvenile because it was so much more than a concert. It was an experience. It was a a party. It was a just wild, crazy experience full of, I mean, it was executed flawlessly. Like I will say, you know, she has been such an interesting entertainer to watch come up. I remember when she first hit the country scene, I think it's like what, 17 years ago now. And she was just, you know, a little girl with her guitar. She was 15 years old. And now to just see who she has become as like a mega world superstar with a loyal, dedicated, you know, fan base that spans, you know, every single time zone, every single country in the world. It is just fascinating what she has created. And this was a total experience. Um, I had such a fucking blast. I, I am still so touched that I got to go and I got to go with my friend's 14 year old daughter. Um, it was so cool cause you know, we, we planned it out for, for weeks and we got together and we made friendship bracelets and we talked about our outfits and we planned out our day and our strategy for getting the merch that we wanted and just the whole thing. And I think the way that I could best describe the entire day was that it felt like just being on a long haul international flight in business class or first class. And let me explain why. So 
I've flown internationally many times. I've had the opportunity to fly business class many times. And, you know, like a long flight, one of the things that I always laugh about myself is I will get in the airplane, it will take off, and then I immediately forget what time it is. I am not thinking about time. I'm not thinking about really anything because all I know is that in 13, 15, 16, 18 hours, whatever it may be, I'm going to be landing at this really amazing destination that I'm so excited to be at. So that was kind of the way I felt with this whole adventure. You know, sometimes when you're on a plane, you can just be on it, hanging out and, and you don't even realize that you're just like flying over Oklahoma, you know, but it's like in your mind, you're like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm on my way to this beautiful place. So that's kind of how I felt. I knew that there were going to be some moments of the the journey that were exhausting or maybe frustrating, but I knew that ultimately it was going to end with us being in our seats at the show and it was going to be just totally incredible. Um, we left, well, I left my house at noon. I got home that night at 2.30 in the morning. So to say it was a long journey uh, is an understatement, but I swear that Concert Karma was on our side. We managed to get down to the Bay Area in a you know pretty, pretty a good amount of time, just a little over two hours with a stop at Starbucks. Um... Uh, we got easily into the parking lot that we had got a parking pass for and unbeknownst to us when we parked, we literally parked right by the exit. And that was such a saving grace. Um, when we, we walked about, I don't know, maybe like a half a mile to the parking lot or to the Levi stadium and got in line. I really think we cut in line, but I have absolutely no apologies about that because it was a long ass line because there were so many people. I think that they said it was like 83,000 people that were coming in to that stadium for this event. Um, waited in line for about an hour cause they hadn't yet opened the doors, but then once they did getting through the line was pretty seamless. We got in, we decided, okay, let's go find our seats first. But on our way to our seats, we were like, you know what? Let's hop in one of these merch lines. We were about to get in a decently long line when this wonderful woman who worked at the venue said, Hey, if you go down five more sections, there's a shorter merch line. So we looked at each other and we started running and it was fucking awesome because we only ended up waiting in line for about a half an hour by the time it was our turn, got exactly what we both wanted. So that was really cool since you could, you know, see what the merch was. So everybody kind of went knowing what it was that they wanted. Um, and then after that, we still had a good hour until the first opener came on. So we said, let's go find our seats. Now, when my friend bought the tickets, she literally wasn't the one on Ticketmaster buying them herself. Uh, She had a friend who had bought a bunch and said, Hey, would you like to buy two of these? She said, yes. So what she didn't know and what was so unbelievably amazing was that these were club level seats. Now I knew this going into that, but what I didn't know is if the club would actually be open because I had heard at some venues that either the clubs weren't open or depending on where they were in relation to the stage, they were or were not open. Well, we got very lucky and our 
uh, club was open. So to say that that also saved us so much time, we so did because I had friends who were down in, you know, waiting in line for food or getting something to drink. And they said it was like an hour or more to just wait in line to get something to eat. So we were very lucky. This club had bathrooms, it had food, it had a merch line, which we didn't know, but we already had our stuff. So we were able to sit and get a drink, hang out, and then watch the opener, then left after the first opener, got some food, and then went back and waited in our seats for Taylor to come on. And whoa, what a show. It was so fun. It was so long. She came on a little bit before eight. She ended at 1145. So, but what's crazy is that like it went by so fast, even though it was so long, we didn't leave our seats one time. And this is also something that's funny. I had mentioned to a friend who had been to a show, uh, in Vegas, uh, at the beginning of the tour. And I said, Oh, well, you know, if the merch lines are too long, I'll probably just leave and go get merch. Like you know, during a song or two that I don't really like. And she was like, or I don't really know. And she was like, you think that she's like, but you won't, you literally won't leave your seat. And she was absolutely right. We did not leave our seats one time because each era, even if it was from an album, uh, even was, even if it was a collection of songs that I didn't really know, um, I still ended up staying there and watching because what they did on the stage was great. How the songs were performed. I mean, she had amazing backup dancers, singers, the band. It was just so flawlessly executed and it was so much fun. Um, the lights, the, 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 the videography, it was, it was, it was really amazing. And, you know, we had, we had definitely heard some horror stories about leaving the parking lots around this stadium. And again, we got really, really lucky. We waited for about 15 minutes in our seats when the show ended, went to the bathroom, walked out to the same entrance that we had come in because we didn't want to lose our bearings and ended up getting out of there into the car probably within 20 ish minutes or so. And then again, like I said, we luckily parked right by the exit. So it was a, it was a lot of offensive driving for me. I certainly was not, you know, being super kind. I was definitely, um, you know, taking my turn when it was my turn and not letting anybody push me out of the way. But uh, yeah, then once we got on the freeway, we sailed. I was hauling ass for lack of a better term, but it was such an adventure, but here's the crazy part. So I have been to many a concert. I would say I am a concert veteran. I've been to tons of shows in tons of different stadiums, arenas, you know, outdoor venues, you name it, I've done it. And when I tell you how exhausted I was after this, it was unlike anything I had ever experienced. I don't even think, I think it rivaled a hangover. I mean, and like a bad hangover. And I, Lord knows I've had a, a bunch of those. So I was just, I was shocked. I probably didn't get, probably didn't fall asleep till almost four o'clock. By the time I got home, I had to shower. You know, I mean, we had been sweating, dancing, moving around all day. Um, and fell asleep, woke up at like 8.30, couldn't fall back to sleep. So then I got up, I did nothing on my own couch for a few hours. And then I thought I'm going to go over to my parents' house. And then I went there and I did nothing on their couch for a few hours. 
Then I came home, had some food, and then I did nothing, and then finally decided, well, that's been a fun day of nothing. I'm going to go to bed. And I slept for 12 hours. (laughs) So (laughs) Sunday, I woke up feeling a lot more normal and was thankfully able to have a somewhat of a productive day. But it was wild. And like, I was not the only one feeling like this. Every single person that I know was like, whoa, that was exhausting. So would do it all again in a heartbeat. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, had a blast. So go definitely, I'm like, go team Swifty. I mean, I seriously am such a Taylor fan. She is such a wonderful, wonderful, you know, artist. She cares about her fans. And I even saw today that she bonused out every single person who's been working on the tour, even the truck drivers, everybody to the tune of a total of like $50 million. So you got to, you got to hand it to somebody who takes care of their people because that's a lot of work on a long tour that isn't even close to being over because she's done. She's wrapping up her U S leg next week or this weekend and leading in and, you know, into next week and then, um, heading off on the international dates. So yeah, good, good times. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about sound of freedom, the movie, I saw it last week. Um, I got invited by a friend who had got invited by another friend, um, a woman who is a doctor in the greater area. She rented out an entire movie theater and invited a bunch of people and said, you know, Hey, this is how many tickets I have. So invite people. So my mom and I went with our friend, Jen, who is also our, um, I don't even know what I, what would I call her? She's a, she's a nurse. She does all of our Botox. I say she's like an, she's a queen injector. She is, she helps, she helps keep things looking the way I want them to look, you know? Um, so we went and firstly, in regards to the movie, I think it is just so absolutely absurd that there were even media publications out there saying that this was a movie that was based on conspiracy or that it was QAnon or even that there was anything political. There was absolutely nothing political about it. It was about human child trafficking. It was based on a true story and it was absolutely gut-wrenching. Like seeing what this man's experience was, um, and what he did and then how it all unfolded, it was awful. And to learn that human trafficking trafficking is a $150 billion industry, industry. It's 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 not a it's not just like, oh, this can happen, or oh, wow, that happened to one person. It is a it is an industry. It is so disgusting and horrific. And to think that there are people out there who benefit and prey on, like financially benefit and prey on children and do these disgusting things to children is just the evilest of evil and so, so wrong. I think everybody should see this movie. I think this is something that is not talked about enough because it's hardly talked about at all. And it is a huge, huge, huge problem um, in our nation, in our world. And I think that what's really interesting is at the end of the movie, the um, main actor in it, James Cavizial, I think is how you say his last name. Um, he talks about how 
they had tried to put this movie out like five years ago and they got roadblocked and roadblocked and roadblocked and roadblocked. And I think that that says something in and of itself. Why? Why would something that spotlights something so horrific be roadblocked? Why would they not want that out there? Um, so I'm so happy that it's out there. I'm so happy it's absolutely crushing it in the box office. It will be interesting to see which streaming service finally picks it up and puts it out there. So literally everybody who didn't go to a theater to see it will be able to see it. Um, so yeah, go see it. Like it is really, really, really important. Um, yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. And the cool thing too, actually, that's not all I have to say about it. The cool thing too is that now I've learned about a handful of different organizations that are working to stop this, but also there's organizations that are working to help the the human beings after they get out of this or they're rescued, how helping them like process and, and figure things out and get back to somewhat of a normal life after going through literal hell. Um, so I think that that's great to raise more awareness for those types of organizations and see how, you know, more and more people can get involved and, you know, whether it's, you know, volunteering time or contributing financially, um, it's just really important. So go see the movie. Um, lastly, here's something that I was thinking about. This kind of goes back to the energy talk or topic, Um, I think, and and I don't know, I mean, I could be totally wrong. I know that right now it's such a big topic and you hear people talking all the time about boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And I don't really feel like the, the boundaries were talked about as much when I was younger, perhaps it was just the word that wasn't used. Maybe they were talked about differently, but, or maybe it's just simply my age and now, you know, knowing myself at this age and with who I am today and what it is that I want and where it is that I'm going and the life that I have for myself. So I don't know, it could be a combination of all of those things, but I think that boundaries and energy really, really tie into one another. And I think it's pretty neat because I, I, you can almost feel, feel energy shifts at certain times when you, create a boundary or when you say, Hey, like, okay, cool. Well, balls in your court or, Oh no, I'm not going to do that. Or whatever it may be. It's just, you know, when you, when you know yourself and you set a boundary for yourself, and if you don't waver from that, it's interesting to see how the energy will shift. And, and sometimes it shifts with, you know, another person where they're like, okay, that's your boundary. Well then cool. That's not going to, this isn't going to work for me. And they carry on. Sometimes you can feel the energy shift when you say something like I had an, uh, here's an example. I had an, uh, old friend that I was, um, supposed to meet up with for lunch. And I, uh, I kind of, I, I didn't have a lot of confidence that it was going to happen. Um, we've tried to get together a few times and it hasn't worked out typically because of his schedule, not mine. And so when we had sched- settled on a day, I was kind of like, eh, 30% chance this is going to happen. 
And lo and behold, I get a text in the morning. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Work, 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 blah, blah, blah. Totally fine. Totally get it. But I was kind of like, you know, I've been the one trying to initiate this meetup for the last couple of times. So I think I'm going to call it like I'm I'm done trying to be the initiator. So, you know, I wrote him back. I said, hey, no worries. Hope you have a great week. Balls in your court. And I felt good saying that because it is because I feel like friendships go both ways. And well, I mean, any relationship, it, sh- it goes both ways. But uh, particularly, I think sometimes with friendships, it's it can be one of those things where you kind of wake up one day and you look in the mirror and you're like, huh, if I stopped putting effort in here, would this even exist? And <laughs> so for me, I was like, yep, okay, cool. Balls in your court. No worries. Like, have a great week. And it felt good. And I felt like, okay, like, that's it. That was me, like, kind of setting a boundary, being like, yo, like, you know, put in some effort if you want to maintain our friendship. So I think that that was kind of cool. So it got me thinking more and more about boundaries and energy and how they play such a role together and, you know, just sticking to them. I think that's the hardest part. It's almost like, you know, creating a new habit or, or yeah, it's literally, it's like creating a new habit. I've talked a lot about habits on here and it is a boundary is, is also just another word for habit, whether it's, you know, I'm going to get up and move my body in the morning, or it's no, I'm not going to let this person treat me that way or whatever it is. It's like a habit. It's a boundary. It's a, it's a line in the sand that you're drawing for yourself to say, Hey, this is, this is the, this is the life I want essentially. But then it's like, you have to be okay with the other people in your life, not you know, being in line with what it is that you want, but then also recognizing that that's okay too. Cause I think that we all know that the right people will find us. And I think that that's one thing that I've been, uh, you know, continually paying attention to and reminding myself is that, you know, being authentic and being who I am, being the person that I want to be, it's like, I don't want to save that for just the people that I know, um, like are aligned with me. I want to, I want to make sure that I'm that person every day, no matter what. And if that makes somebody feel a certain way, or if it makes somebody think like, Oh, well, I don't really like that. Therefore, I don't know that I like her. That's okay. Because the right people, we will find the right people when I, when we are authentically ourselves. So that was kind of a ramble, but I hope that there was a line, like a curvy line that we kind of followed for start to finish. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let me know. Tell me. Um, so that's it. August one, let's go month eight of 2023. Let's go get it. Do some fun things. Get out there. Have a good time. Look at that moon tonight. Talk to that moon. Set your intentions. Manifest things that you want. Release the negative shit that is not working for you. Um, God, it feels so good to do that. I can't even tell you. So happy Monday. Happy August. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Hit me up on Instagram at round two podcast, and we will talk to you next week.